Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode in this Open the Book podcast. I want to offer you a really sincere welcome today as we think a little bit about our continuing series in Malachi today in Malachi 3 verses 6 through to 12. I'm Matthew. It's wonderful to have the opportunity to talk to you and although we're discussing and reading God's word in a slightly different way. I hope that you will know his spirit with you wherever you might be. If you have any questions, by the way, over the course of this talk and our time together, can I please encourage you to go to our Instagram page and drop us a message there. We would love to hear from you. But before we jump into Malachi, let's just come before the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father and loving Lord, we want to begin by thanking you for the power of your word revealed to us in the book of Malachi. Whether we have had happy or hard weeks as we reach this Advent season, we want to thank you particularly for your son, Jesus, the one who, as we'll discover through the course of this text, is the unchanging son of God and the one who can change our hearts. And indeed, Lord, as we think about this grand theme of change here today, we pray that you would impress upon us the need that we have to change from sin to light. And that's all achieved through the power of your son, the baby of the manger who would go to be the man of the cross. So, Lord, encourage us today, challenge us as well. But above all, may the glory be yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as I said at the beginning, we're going to be continuing in Malachi. And today we're reading from Malachi 3, verses 6 through to 12. Malachi 3, verses 6 through to 12. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will man rob God? You are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you, and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil. And your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Well, many of us will certainly breathe a sigh of relief when we finally leave the worries of 2021 behind and enter the new year in 2022. It's normally at the beginning of a new year that we decide to make 
a fresh start. Some of us might already be making a long list of commitments to ourselves and all kinds of New Year's resolutions. We see as we waft down our Christmas turkey and stuffing the all too familiar face of Davina McCall, the fitness coach, reminding us to finally reach the heights of our exercise journey. No sooner are our Christmas presents enjoyed and opened, and perhaps we're maybe already thinking about saving our money more seriously come the new year. Or perhaps we make all kinds of passionate promises to ourselves to start that weird and wacky hobby we've been putting off for too long. No matter our New Year's resolution, we could say this, we really want to change. Now for all of our diet plans, our academic hopes, our helpful hobbies and our exercise journeys, we don't always see the kind of change that we want for ourselves, do we? After all, the weights are put away into a dusty cupboard never to be used again. The hard work at the beginning of the school term falls to the wayside. Those cold Saturday mornings where we once took the time to go swimming, play hockey or football are quickly replaced by the coziness and snugness of a welcomed lion in bed. Change, it seems, isn't always easy. As we think a little bit more about Malachi today in Malachi 3 verses 6 to 12, we also find the familiar scene of God's people who, like us, had changed very little. Over the last number of weeks, if you have been following along in our series, we have read about the serious sins of God's people. They had turned away from God and his laws. They had gone their way and not his way. They had wandered so far off of the path that God had set them on that they had convinced themselves that they weren't the problem. The problem, says God's people, is not us, but God himself. The answer, of course, is that God had not changed. It is the people who, like the generations that had come before them, made the same mistakes and had fallen away from loving and living for God as they should have. No amount of New Year's resolutions can bring the change we want. Change isn't easy, but lasting change lies with the one who does not. And so as we think about all of that for a few moments together today, there are two points that I just want to make to you very briefly. And the first is this, God has not changed. Now, as we think together about Malachi 3, verses 6 to 12, I think it's important for us to begin by getting our bearings in this book. We've been told by Malachi that there was so much wrong with God's people of his day. The religious folk were acting wrongly. Marriages were falling apart. So much was wrong. And the people, it seems, were as sinful as ever. They had changed very little. And yet God, however, had not changed at all. We're told in verse 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, your children of Jacob, are not consumed. Had it been possible for God to change, then Malachi reminds us that his people would have been destroyed for their sin. 
But fortunately, as we read even last as we read even last time in Malachi three verses one through to four, God's love for His people is unchanging. In spite of their failings, their stumblings, their mistakes, and their sins, a great King was coming, and this King was not deserved. And yet, the people's love is just not like God's. Verse 7 says, from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes. Nothing much has changed with the people. But what we have to be clear on here, though, is that where our love and our loyalty to God fails, he has not changed. If you're a Christian, perhaps you sometimes find it difficult to imagine a God who, despite all your sins and your sufferings, doesn't change his love for you. Maybe like the people of God in Malachi's day, you have proven your waywardness time and time again. You feel dirty, diseased or dejected. Your your heart's heavy, your world's crumbling, your faith's fickle. But in this book of the Bible, we're given a little glimpse, if you like, into who God is when we sin. His heart doesn't change, not like ours, because he cannot give us up. Nothing can cause him to abandon his people. They are his. Now our hearts will take some time to catch up with this. After all, all of us will know what it's like to betray, to speak unkindly of, or hurt someone who who means so much to us. We know it ends badly. But God is not like that. Because we must remember that it isn't our own loveliness that wins God's love. It is our unloveliness. Left to ourselves, we might think God somehow holds us at arm's length. That little part of our lives that we know is dark, that guilt and shame that are all too familiar to us. Surely, we say to ourselves, even then, God's view of us must change. Well, not so. Because if you're a Christian, then your sins never outmatch his love. The deeper the dark, the deeper his love, because God has not changed. And secondly, in a word, we can change because we have an unchanging God. Now, had God not been faithful to us, then we could never have the opportunity to truly change. But how might we do this? Well, verse 7 says, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Here we see the idea of returning to God and returning is better understood as repentance. Repentance means that we see all of our sins and all of our stumbling and we come before God and ask for forgiveness. In today's world, an example of this might be found in the well-known Star Wars movies. And the great villain of the story, Darth Vader, finally sees all of the wrong that he has done, the path that he took, and turns to face the even worse Darth Sidious, saving his son, Luke. You see, changed hearts are also repenting hearts. And to truly change, the people must not only repent, but also give to God all that he had commanded of them to give. Over the last few episodes, we've thought about how God's people had not obeyed his commandments. 
And one of the areas where this text says that they failed was in, as verse 8 says, your tithes and your contributions. And tithing involved giving 10% of what a person what a person had to God's temple so that the priests who were the religious leaders of the time were supported in leading the people so that the other people were fed and that the poor were helped among many other things. And it wasn't so much that they weren't giving, but that they weren't giving all that God demanded. It was half-hearted, you could say. If they do as God commands, though, then verses 11 and 12 says that the vine in the field shall not fail and the nations will call you blessed. And so as long as they continue to go their way and not God's way, they would do little but think that much. They would not change. But to live as the unchanging God intended, they could change. God calls us all to seek him, to call on him, and invites even those of us who have wandered to return to him. But repentance requires us to see our own mistakes and sins for what they really are. Now left here, we might feel completely without hope. We might even begin to see our broken hearts, but we might ask ourselves, where can we find the healing that we want? Well, here we might begin to see a wonderful saviour come before our eyes in all his light. Malachi has already told us at the beginning of chapter 3 that God had a rescue plan. And this rescuer, the Lord Jesus, can change us because he is the unchanging son. You know, our old hearts will always have old problems, just as an old car will always prove unreliable. But a new heart... The new change that Jesus can give to us is the kind of change that we really need. Jesus' love and forgiveness can defeat the real pain we feel in our hearts, the real scars that we bear, and the real sins that we have acted on. And I speak to myself as I speak to you, where my heart and your heart bears all of the beatings of the world because of sin. Jesus' heart is unscarred. Our big God has a big heart towards sinners. And the more deeply we see our need of change, the deeper Jesus' power goes. Because as we go deeper into our pain and scars, we are diving headfirst into Jesus' heart for us. There is no hobby, no friend, no family member or relationship. No behaviour, no lifestyle, no education that can deal with us in this way or that can change us. Broken hearts need banded up by the powerful rescuer. Looking to ourselves, we can anticipate only unhappiness, confusion and frustration over trying to change ourselves. But looking to the changing God, we can anticipate only gentleness. That is his heart for his people. So I hope today no amount of New Year's resolution, you understand, can bring about the change that we want. We have a bigger problem with our hearts than we realise. And if you're a Christian, your sins and stumbling don't make Jesus any less loving or gentle. Because he can't ungentle himself any more than you can change your eye colour. But I wonder if you, like those in Malachi's day, are half-hearted. 
leaving God behind for something else. Maybe more recently you've noticed your sin, but you haven't done anything about it. Well, today I want to leave you with two questions as we finish today's podcast together. Do you see your sin? And are you looking for a saviour? Well, you can know today that gentle Jesus will deal lovingly. He isn't afraid to get involved in your mess because that's where his best work is done. So may we know today that God has not changed and we can change because we have an unchanging God. We want to thank you for tuning in today to this just very short talk. And I hope that something about the unchangeableness of God and that our hearts can be changed will be left with you today. God bless.